convictions, what are the convictions that we're supposed to have? What are these strong beliefs and opinions that we're supposed to keep? Um, but I was really intrigued by how Rebecca responded. You can tell that this woman is, is set and determined to go meet her husband, right? It's not, if I wait, maybe there will be a better judgment. It's, I will go, right? I will go see this Isaac man. I mean, like, if anybody got me a nose ring, I would too, but that's the point. Like, we're going to respond correctly to what God is doing in our community, right? We're going to respond correctly to the lessons that we've been hearing. Um, I was really surprised because I think that God continues to, to send messengers, and even in our conversations with Amman and, and uh, Wednesday Bible study, even in our classrooms and Tuesday Bible study, there's been a lot of conversations about the church and how the church is supposed to work. And if, we're, if, we're, if you're blind and if you don't see it, like Joye said, and if you don't interpret the times correctly, you're going to miss it. But as people who have ears, the word of God says, whoever has ears, let them hear what the Holy Spirit says to the church. As people who actually have ears, we're going to listen to the word of God and we're going to respond correctly. Right? Like Rebecca, we're going to say, I will go. Uh, let's turn to John 16, 7, 11. And this is the focus of our chapter. We're going to dissect this word and we're going to talk about conditions. Yeah. Get to John 16, 7, 11. <laughs> yeah. Did you read it? You're a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to read it? Yes, please. Okay. John 16, 7 through 11. But very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment, about sin because people do not believe in me, about righteousness because I'm going to be, I'm going to the Father where you can see me no longer, and about judgment because the prince of this world now stands condemned. Amen. Uh, so we're talking about convictions. Um, if you remember, we had a lesson in the middle school classroom where we talked about the work of the Holy Spirit in our life. And this is a really long time ago. I had to go back to my notes to see what we talked about. <clears throat> but we said one of the work of the Holy Spirit in our, our, in our life is that he's making us to look more like Christ Jesus, right? He's making us into the image of Christ Jesus. And part of that is he convicts us of, of sin, right? And part of that is he's changing our hearts and he's, he's making us reject what is not, you know, worthy in the sight of the Lord and he's making us pick up what is worthy in the, in the eyes of the Lord. So it's really difficult to talk about convictions without the Holy Spirit. Because who sets our, like, if you're writing in your notes, just write down that Holy Spirit sets our convictions. Right? Holy Spirit gives us our convictions. You don't sleep and wake up with a conviction in your heart. That would not be biblical. But we'll talk about personal convictions. And I'm not saying personal convictions are not real and, and, and are not valid. I'm just saying Holy Spirit gives you those convictions. Right? So moving forward, when we're talking about Holy Spirit, we're going to say He convicts us. Right? Because I want to be very clear that you're not convicted on the <coughs> Holy Spirit convicts your heart. And the Bible says there are three convictions that Holy Spirit does in the, in the lives of the sinner. And here they are. This is verse 8. <coughs> when he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin, righteousness, and judgment. We call these the three folds of convictions. Right? So what are the three folds of convictions? Sin... Righteousness and judgment. Alright, so let's talk about the first sin. Uh, the first sin. Well, let's talk about the first conviction, right? The word of God says, 
he proves the world to be in the wrong about sin. First point, or the first hold of conviction, is that he convicts us of sin. Right? He convicts us so that we may reject sin. So he convicts the sinner of sin. Let's, let's read John 16, verse 9. About sin, because people do not believe in me. So the sin that in this word that the word the, the word of God is talking about is not like when we when we were talking about sin. I don't want your mind to travel to like not drinking or whatever it is, whatever you consider to be sin, murder, whatever it may be. The sin that Holy Spirit is going to convict you to be wrong, or like this the sin that the conviction in your heart is that of not believing Christ. Right? The word of God here calls rejecting Christ Jesus as sin. Right in the threefold of conviction, the first is that Holy Spirit is going to come into your life, and He's going to convict you that rejection of Christ Jesus is sin. Mm -hmm. Right. So when we're talking about conviction, and when we're supposed to stand and set these convictions strongly, right? We said our our, our days are dark. Right. The times are bad, dark. Um, you're not going to you're going to be persecuted, whatever it may be. The correct response is to set these convictions. And the first one in the biblical conviction is that you may know that rejection of Christ Jesus, not believing in Christ Jesus, is sin. That's it. That's the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. And without the Holy Spirit, really, it's foolish, right? Like, without Holy Spirit enlightening you and seeing, oh my God, there's no life without Christ Jesus. You know the people in the world, just they live perfectly fine, right? They don't feel no sort of shame for not coming to Jesus. They're just like rich. I don't know. I'm currently mad that unbelievers are rich. But like, <laughs> without the Holy Spirit, you may not know that you're, you're dead. You may not know that you have no life. But the, what the Word of God says is that rejection of Christ Jesus is sin. Mm -hmm. yeah. Let's read. Um, <clears throat> quick second. John three eighteen and thirty six. And this is where the word of God is talking about the greatest of sins, right? This is the great one that leads to condemn condemnation. Condemnation? Condemnation. Condemnation. You said John 3. 3 John 3.18 and John 3.36. Oh, we're not reading through it. You want to read the whole thing? No. No? Okay. <laughs> 18 to what? John 3.18 and 3.36. All the way? No. No? Just those two verses. Oh, okay. Y'all really want to read? No. I mean, I would. <laughs> I would, but like... 18 and 3. Also. John 3 and 18. And, okay. Oh, John 3, 18 and John 3, 16. No, no, no. And 36. <laughs> okay, you want me to say it? Yeah, John 3, 16. John 3, 18. It's happening. Come on now. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they do... Because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. John three thirty six. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on them. Remains on them. Yes. So the first, the first conviction is that rejection of Christ Jesus is sin. If you guys remember when we talked about uh, and, and, and this rejection of Christ Jesus that we're talking about is, is uh, the fact that Christ Jesus died for you, he rose again, and he's the Son of God. 
If you don't believe that, you live in sin, right? He says that they are condemned. That's it. There's no, there's no saving grace if you don't believe that Christ died. After three days, he rose again. And because of him... He was in the hell for three days. Yes. <laughs> After three days, he rose again, right? There's my favorite passage in the, in the Word of God where Paul is talking about how if Christ didn't rise up, none of this makes sense. Right, like, Life. if he wasn't resurrected, this us ministry doesn't make sense. Faith will be hopeless. What he said. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, the first conviction, the first work of the Holy Spirit in your life, in these three folds of conviction, is that he makes you realize rejection of Christ Jesus is sin. <sighs> right? And if you remember when we talked about salvation, we said the first part of salvation, justification, is that you have faith. That Christ died, rose again. That it's a one-time deal. You accept Christ Jesus. Right? So this conviction of sin is a, is a one-time thing. It's when you accept Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you've been convicted. Does that make sense? Holy Spirit is convicting your heart to come to Christ. That you're no longer dead. You're no longer in sin. But for anyone else who's not accepted Christ Jesus, who's not in the house of the Lord, that is sin. So the threefold of conviction that everyone is supposed to be on the same page on. We can have personal conviction, but three, these threefold of conviction that the Word of God talks about, it's, it's where the body of God is supposed to be united. right? Like as, as the body of Christ, we come together and we say, yes, if you're not a believer, you're dead and you're a sinner. Right? So that's the first fold, is the rejection. He makes you realize that rejecting Christ Jesus is sin. Right? Second one is he convicts the sinner of righteousness. Right? Three folds of conviction is sin, righteousness, and judgment. Mm -hmm. Second one is he convicts the sinner of righteousness. Let's read Isaiah 64, verse 6. Mm -hmm. Okay, someone go to Isaiah 64, verse 6. Someone else go to 2 Corinthians 5, 21. <coughs> okay, Baba, go to 2 Corinthians 5, 21. Noah, can you go to Isaiah 64, 6? Can you go to Romans chapter 3, verse 21 and 24? Did you say Isaiah 64, 6? Mm -hmm. Okay. Romans 3, 21 and 24. Yeah. All right, we're going to read in the order. <laughs> yeah. Now, can you start us off with Isaiah 64, 6? Yes, I can. Isaiah 64, 6. All of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like, like a leaf, and like the wind, our sins sweep us away. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. God says that our righteousness equals to just a filthy rag, right? 
The second conviction is that Holy Spirit convicts the sinner of righteousness. He convicts you that your righteousness, it just amounts to a dirty rap. Right? That there is no righteousness. There is nothing you can call on the side of the Lord and say that I am worthy to stand in front of you. Anything you can call would just amount to a dirty rap. Right? But the Word of God says that, I think there is a part, it might be 2 Corinthians 5.21. At the end of 5.21, Baba, can you go there again? Mm -hmm. The Word of God calls us righteousness of God. Right? Read it again. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Right, so the Lord took dirty rags, right? And, and, and Christ bore our dirty rags. He, he took all of our dirt away so that we may be considered God's righteousness, right? But none of this makes sense without the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. right? Holy Spirit convicts you of how dirty you are, right? To, to recognize that you without Christ Jesus is just, you're just a dirty rag. That's not out of human. That's not out of human desire, right? There is not a, a human bone and and Rukka's body that's going to go. I'm just a dirty rat without the knowledge and without the enlightenment of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. If Holy Spirit didn't convict my heart to recognize that I'm nothing without Jesus Christ, I would have lived my entire life thinking I was something, mm. right? There's okay. Did you know that there are different religions out there that tell you if you do good, that you will go to heaven? Oh, the rest of them? Like everything but Christianity? Yeah. Right? That you can manifest something to come to you. Good deeds and positive vibes. Gonna come back as a squirrel. Come back as a squirrel. Do good. If your vibration is on my level, maybe you can live better. Like, vibration. I've heard people say vibration. It's vibes. Vibes. Right. No, vibes is now like a verb. Well, let me tell you. It's you can bring your vibe, you can bring your positive energy, you okay, can bring your good deeds in front of the Lord, it will just amount to dirty rats. Nice. It would all equal to nothing. Yes. And that's what the Word of God says. Before sinners who have rejected Christ Jesus, like we said, it really means something. Right? So without the enlightenment, without the conviction of Christ Jesus, you and I would have lived our entire life like the rest of the world, thinking that our life means something without Jesus. Because the first conviction when Holy Spirit comes into your life is that he makes you realize that rejection of Christ Jesus is sin. That you're not wise for thinking that Christianity is just a fool. It's a, it's a foolish job. Right? Um, I think, like... There was this research done, like, the reason why Christianity is so big in Africa is because people are hungry, right? <laughs> or, like, wow. people are in so much need that they, they would rather turn to religion. Like, it's, it's a weird thing. But that's not true, right? Like, we're, we're here, we're comfortable, and, and we're still at the feet of Jesus. Right? Christianity rose out of uh, Europe, even though they didn't have hold it. Huh? We don't follow Jesus for the comfort. Does that make sense? But for people who are... I don't know, not in their right mind, who live in sin, what we do seems foolish, right? What we do seems just ridiculous. So without the conviction of Holy Spirit, without this first conviction, that rejection of Christ Jesus is sin, people could just live the rest of their life unknowingly just dying away. Because what's the result of sin? Yeah. Death and comfort. They're dying in comfort. But the second point is that without Holy Spirit, you can never realize that you're, everything you're doing just amounts to nothing. 
have the world, but if you don't have your life, isn't that what the word of God says? If you, if you, if you gain the entire world, but you don't save your soul, what is it then? But for someone who's in the world, when they have everything, it feels like they have everything. Kind of reminds me of Ecclesiastes. Huh? Ecclesiastes, what Michelle was talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually going to mention. Like, isn't that what Mom Michelle said? It's going to make you think, like, every time you get to a certain point, maybe, like, you want to go to college. And you get to college, and you're happy you got to college. Good for you. It's good. But without Christ Jesus, remember the lesson? He said, without the Lord, you get there and it's nothing. It's like a vapor of air. And the next, it's masters, right? You work your butt off. You get to your masters. You get there, and without Christ Jesus, it's nothing. Amen. She right? committed me and herself. Not committed. And then you want to get married. Uh, and you want this perfect man to walk into your life. And he does. Or He's a tall, great looking man. <laughs> without Holy Spirit, without the Lord. He's nothing. He's just the vapor of air. And now you're married and now you want a home. He gives you a three, like, <laughs> three story. Three story part. And maybe. Courage, I want to suffer. You have the kitchen that you want with a nice top, clear top. I don't even know. Right? You don't have a white fridge anymore. Listen. No! But without the Holy Spirit, it is nothing. Right? It's like the entire conviction is so that you may realize life without Jesus is nothing. Remember, even when we talked about sin, the focus wasn't on you. The focus isn't on, can you be better? Right? The word of God, in this, in this context, the word of God calls sin is just a rejection of Christ Jesus. So when the Holy Spirit comes into your life, it makes you realize that if you're not in the house of the Lord, if you don't know Jesus, you're dead and you're a sinner. That's the first conviction. Remember justification? The one-time thing, you accept him, and then we move on to what? Sanctification, which is a continual process. And the second conviction is what? Of your righteousness, right? Holy Spirit convicts the sinner of righteousness. It makes you realize that anything you do, ever, you can be the kindest human. You can be the prettiest girl in the room. You can be the most mentally healthy person in the room. You can be the richest person in the room. Nardi. Or you can be Or bring poor. Or you can be the poorest person in the room. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Yeah. I know I just spent uh, like five minutes telling you all that you guys are dirty rags. <laughs> but the good news is, and this is, what Holy, this is what Holy Spirit does. He convicts you of how worthy you are in the house of the Lord. 
right? All of the stuff that we just mentioned, when you come to Christ Jesus, and when you are in Christ Jesus, all of that is changed so that you are just righteousness of God. Right? Like, even in the word, and even in the way that it's said, not only is Christ your righteousness, you are God's righteousness. You are God's people. I just spent five minutes telling you guys that you are unworthy, so I know that it's really hard to take it back. But it makes sense, right? The other conviction is that, like, when you have the Holy Spirit, and when the Holy Spirit enlightens you, you realize that you may be nothing without Him, but you're everything with Christ Jesus. Yeah. Right? That's the second conviction. When you sit in a room, Imam Musha is preaching to you about the, about the mercies of God, about being transferred by the Holy Spirit. When you are convicted, your convictions fall in, in these, right? Like, either you're sinning and you're like, oh, Lord, and either you're rejecting the Lord in your life and you don't know how to turn to Him. Either way, your conviction falls in, in, in these three categories, right? Either you're rejecting Christ and God is calling you to, to come to Him, or maybe you, you just need to be reminded to be righteous. But the point of all of this is whatever God, whatever God is doing in our community, when we're hearing God's voice, we are to respond accordingly, right? We are to set these, these, these conditions in place, right? And what the Holy Spirit does is that he convicts our hearts. He convicts us to be more righteous, right? Once you realize you are nothing, like you're, you're just a dirty rag. I'm sorry, y'all, I keep going back to that. But then you, you also, you understand when he opens your eyes that literally in the sight of the Lord, God who created heaven and earth, you are his righteousness. You are worthy, right? And you are loved in the house of the Lord. And your life, unlike someone who's not in the house of the Lord, your life has meaning. Right? We're going to come to judgment about how it is all just ends up in the same place. <clears throat> but you, in the house of God, you are God's righteousness. And, and I think I heard Amon talking about this one day. To even call yourself righteous in the eyes of the Lord, I think sometimes even I'm shy about it. I'm like, oh my God, I'm righteous? What? Because you know what you've done, right? You know your lives, but by the great mercies of the Lord, you are God's righteousness. And, and that is done through Romans 3, 21, 24. It talks about how the sinner, uh, the righteous one, the sinless one, Christ Jesus, he took all of our sins and he died on the cross so that we may be considered God's righteousness. So the second conviction is that he convicts us sinners of their righteousness. You know that you're wrong? Without Jesus, you're nothing. But with Jesus, we're everything. Right? That's what the Holy Spirit does. The third one is uh, judgment. He will, he will come back. Right, before you move on to the next one, you said that the Holy Spirit convicts us to be, convicts us to be righteous or convicts us of our righteousness? Convicts. Us of um, our dirty righteousness. Dirty righteousness. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he convicts us of our own righteousness. Okay. Our own righteousness is nothing but Christ. Through Christ, we're made God's righteousness, right? Alright. Last one is Holy Spirit convicts sinners of judgment. Uh, I think a while back we talked about. See, Mm-hmm. She wasn't even there. There's a city in South Korea. She wasn't even there last time. For every lesson, we talk about Seoul. Um, yeah. 
being judgment is one of those things that we know that it's coming, but um, but we don't know if it comes back. <laughs> we know that judgment is there, but I don't think we have enough conversation about it. And I truly don't know how to go about this conversation, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go verse by verse and talk about it. Right? Um, <laughs> Even though we're in the but second the verses advent. I picked. I'll be very honest with you. The verses I picked maybe not fit for like having a conversation about judgment. I just thought they were cool. Okay, I just thought they were like I was like, this is actually the Bible, sort of. We're just gonna talk about. It. Uh, let's go to Hebrews. Okay. Hebrews chapter two, verse fourteen. There. Hebrews 2.14. Yeah. Hebrews 2.14. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity so that by his death he might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is the devil. Okay. So Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. It's sort of giving us an image of uh, what Christ did when he was on earth, right? Because his children were of flesh, and we were of flesh. Christ walked the earth uh, for 33 years, and he died for us. And he says, when he died, and this is one of judgment, is that he might break the power of who holds the power of death. That is the devil. Even though, even though Jesus called the snake crusher to be, he crushed the, he crushed the snake. But. Amen. Genesis 3.15, uh, he made hit the, yeah. <laughs> so judgment but at the cost of his own death one of the judgments that we're talking about is the judgment that happened on the cross mm-hmm. when Holy Spirit lives in your heart you are convicted of the work of Christ Jesus right? you know the work of Christ Jesus and part of that is knowing what judgment is knowing what true judgment is right? our judgment is not death the wages of sin is death, death. are we subjected to death? nah you die, but you have eternal life, correct? But we don't know, but you judge. The reason for that is because of what Christ Jesus did. Right? This, to me, this sounds like a battle between Avanit and like Jesus, and Jesus had victory, and so he walked home with the, like, like he walked home with the trophy, and now he has authority over death, essentially. Yes. But judgment, without Holy Spirit convicting your heart, without the enlightenment of Holy Spirit, it makes no sense. If I was to go to an unbeliever and said, did you know that Jesus, he fought the devil and he walked home with the, like, uh, like a mountain, I shouldn't afford to make up of? It, it doesn't make sense. It it without, without what? Without Holy Spirit convicting your heart. So these three convictions for non-believers are undebatable. That you must be convicted that rejecting Christ Jesus is sin. That you must be convicted that your righteousness is a dirty rag, but in Christ Jesus you are God. You're God's righteousness. And the third one is to know judgment, right? Like to know what the true meaning of judgment is. It's not death. You're not a sinner anymore. You're not subjected to death. There is eternal life in Christ Jesus. And the reason for that is what Christ Jesus did on the cross, right? Is to know that is, is to know the true work of the cross, right? He died on the cross for your sins. But the result of that is, is that is that we're not subjected to death. That like Christ has victory over death. Yeah. And there's another passage that I want to turn to you. This is in Revelation 12. 
Revelation 12, 7 and 9. Can you read that out loud, please? That's a good question. Can you read it out loud, please? Bur I was talking to you. Revelation, Revelation 12, 7 through 9. And then Noah, can you go to Revelation 20, 10? Revelation 12, 7 through 9. Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down, that ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth, and his angels with him. Alright, so I'm again. That would be me. <clears throat> Revelations 20:10. And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur, where the beast and the false prophet had been thrown. They will be tormented day and night, forever and ever. Amen. Right. So the word of God talks about how judgment is real. Uh, but I really wanted to pick these passages because I think they're difficult to understand. Right? Without really Holy Spirit working in your heart, with for people here, it might be easier. We we're, we're reading and we're like, okay, so the devil got into a fight with Michael, right? And then like, Michael threw him down, and the devil left with his best friends to earth, and now they're Like, well, even when we talk about it, but for an unbeliever, did you know that this just sounds foolish? Yeah. I mean, to me, sometimes I'm like, okay, Michael. It sounds like a sci fi If you've actually watched Supernatural, the TV show, you know this story. Because it's in the show. Right? Like, literally, Michael and. Michael and Lucifer down to a fight, and then like his brothers and, and they fell. Sorry, I'm describing <laughs> an episode. Are you talking about the Netflix show? Yes, I'm describing an episode from Supernatural. Why are you taking from the Netflix? The point is, without the enlightenment of the Holy Spirit, without Holy Spirit convicting your heart of judgment, none of this seems real. Right? None of it actually makes sense. Which is why, out of the three folds of conviction, we said there are three folds of conviction. Judgment is one of them. Judgment without the Holy Spirit enlightening your heart does not make sense. Do you remember what Mamusha was talking about? There will be people that are going to barely make it into heaven. It, honestly, without the enlightenment of the Holy Spirit, I don't think that makes sense. I was, I was sitting there like, oh my gosh. I only see some people just running to get into heaven and they're barely going to make it. Hopefully I make it. I hope I'm not the girl. I'm on my last leg. <laughs> but judgment really just doesn't make sense without Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Just how not having Jesus for us is, is sin. Rejection of Christ Jesus is what? Sin. sin. And death. But for wow. a believer, for someone who lives in the world, that doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. For if I was to go tell one of my best friends who's not a believer in Christ Jesus, or maybe she's in a different religion that claims to believe in Christ Jesus. But the word of God says if you reject that he is the son of God, that you're actually rejecting him. It doesn't matter if, you're, if you claim to be a believer, but if you reject that Christ Jesus had died and he rose again, and that he is the son of God, and life is only through him, not no other Mary, no other angel. But if you reject that truth, you're a sinner. You're dead. You know, if I was to go tell someone that, it wouldn't make sense. It only makes sense to me because of the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Mm. 
And if I was to go tell someone anything good you do, literally it's just a dirty value, you amount to nothing. That would be pride. But in Christ Jesus, you are God's righteousness. If I was if I was to walk up to someone and tell them, you are God's righteousness. The holy be. one. The righteous one. Yeah, but that won't make any sense. You know, it makes no sense without the enlightenment of the Holy Spirit. What did he say? That won't make any sense. Exactly. And if I was to go tell someone, if you walk straight and you don't know the Lord, and you live as you desire in this world, and you are under the control of the demons, isn't that what the Word of God says? They're under the, the control of Satan? That when you die, you're going to be in burning fire every day, forever? And ever. Without, and ever. And ever. <laughs> and ever. <laughs> you know, without the Holy Spirit, that doesn't make sense. It means nothing. The reason why we're talking about this and why we need to set strong convictions. Our days are dark. The Lord is speaking. He's telling us not to confront, but rather to be transformed. The correct response is to set strong convictions. To know what your convictions are in mouths of the Lord. What you're not supposed to waver on. When it comes to not rejecting Christ being a sin, we're not going to waver on. If someone's not in the house of the Lord, they live in sin. They are dead. <coughs> and when someone comes into the house of the Lord, they must live with the knowledge that their righteousness amounts to nothing. That work isn't going to get them to heaven. Circumcision isn't going to get you to heaven. Mm. But in Christ Jesus, you are God's righteousness. Right? We, we're not going to waver on that. We're not going to tell our brothers and sisters in the house of the Lord that they, because they sinned, that they're, they're meant to be casted out. No. Because they have faith in Christ Jesus. Because repentance is alive and working. And because they, they are renewed daily by the blood of Jesus Christ. They are God's righteousness. The word of God says a righteous falls seven times, but he gets up how many times? Seven times. Seventy times. That's a different one. Dang. It was And these are things we're not supposed to wait on. You see your brother sitting in the house of the Lord? You're not supposed to cast him off. Because he's in the house of God, he has another chance. If the Lord is adding today on your life, you have another chance to get up and to try again. Because you're God's righteousness. And you're called to just live a righteous life. And Holy Spirit convicts you of that. He convicts you that you can't exist in the house of the Lord and live in sin. Because sin is a rejection of who? Christ. But you and I are called to be better. Right? And we talked about salvation. We talked about salvation in how many folds? Three folds. What are they? Righteousness. Salvation. Oh. Emotional. Emotional damage. <laughs> Wait, now I'm gonna change my salvation. Mind. We're not talking about conviction. Salvation. Oh, we're talking about the first thing. Uh, justification, sanctification, glory. Oh. Edifying. He is louder than you. But salvation in three folds are what? Justification, sanctification, and glorification. What is conviction in three folds? Sin, righteousness, and judgment. Right. 
<clears throat> if you put them right next to each other, they are just linked together. Conviction of sin, which is the rejection of Christ Jesus, is just, just like justification. Mm-hmm. You accept Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Yeah. That's your first conviction. Mm-hmm. You, must, you must accept Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. And the se- second is, and, and salvation is the second is sanctification, right? Mm-hmm. And conviction, it's righteousness. You are to be made like Christ Jesus daily. If you remember, we said a famous thing, which is, it's not, you're not called to be sinless. You are called to what? It's sinless, right? That's what Holy Spirit does in your life. Ah, that's good. That's good. I like that. No, I do. It just sounds good. I like that. That's very nice. Right? That's sinless. So the, the second conviction of the Holy Spirit in your life is that you are to live righteous. With the knowledge that anything you do, that's not the righteousness. It's the fact that you have Christ Jesus. That's your righteousness. It's the fact that He's giving, He's pouring down His mercies. On you and me, daily. That's the second conviction. Right? I can serve the, the Lord day in, day out for seven days. That will get me to nowhere. Nowhere. But I can cry at His feet and repent of all my sins, and that will wash away my sins. Right? So that's the second commission, is that you must know that righteousness is only through Christ Jesus, not your own works. Third is judgment. And the third portion of uh, sanctification, I'm sorry, uh, salvation is what? Glorification, which is judgment. For you and I, glorification awaits us. Right? What happened when Rebecca finally went to Isaac? They got married. She became his wife. She embraced him. Right? Uh, if you remember when Eliezer went to Rebecca, he took stuff for her. From whose house? From Isaac's house. He took a portion from Abraham's property, right? Which is, belongs to Isaac. When she finally gets married, she gets to enjoy what? Everything that he owns, right? While she's still with Eliezer, she gets to have a portion of it. But when judgment comes and she's finally with him, she gets to enjoy all of it. It belongs to her. Right? So when we're talking about judgment and, and we're comparing it to glorification, we're saying there is judgment, but for us there is glorification. And in that glorification, you and I get to in- enjoy the inheritance of Christ Jesus. Like, Amen. what is His is mine. Yeah. Uh, and, and everything that He inherited in the Father's eyes, it's us. Mm-hmm. Right? And everything of that, of, of His, belongs to us. I think it's on John 17 when he's praying for the Father and he says, can they be with me as they are, right? Like he's, he's asking the Father so that we may join him. That's what awaits for us. But without the Holy Spirit, without the correct view of what judgment is, you and I will never come to terms with what judgment actually is. Same with what rejection of Christ Jesus is. So these three convictions were not to waver on them. The fact that Rejecting Christ Jesus is sin. The fact that <coughs> work will never get you nowhere. And that there is judgment. The word of God says that's what Holy Spirit is supposed to convict our hearts of. Right? So when God is speaking to our church and says, the, the, the days are dark, 
do not be converted, but rather be transferred, the correct response is to pause and to set strong convictions. To stand really strongly on these convictions that the word of God has already set. Right? These are not me coming up in the top of my head like, okay, these aren't going to be the convictions. No, this is the conviction the word of God has set. You stand firmly on them. Right? Regardless of whether there is um, persecution, whatever it may be, you stand firmly on these convictions. You don't waver on these. But the word of God also talks about personal convictions. Alright? So let's talk about personal convictions. And then we're going to wrap up um, so we will have a few minutes to discuss. Let's go to Romans 14. This is going to be really, really quick. Romans 14, 1 through 23. Um, sorry, that's long. Oh, Romans. Oh, oh. How to read it. Ding! Can we split? Can we split? The one thing I wanted to read. I love this <laughs> 14. That's the whole chapter. There's two chapters after Romans 12. <laughs> oh, no way. So this is the whole chapter. Just read the entire chapter. The whole chapter. The week? 14. Oh. Romans 14. Can I get there? Uh-huh. Is this in NIV? Romans 14. Which version? The week. The week. Which version? NIV. All right, let's read Romans. I think this is just a really good wrap-up of our lesson. Okay. The weak and the strong accept the one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. One person's faith allows them to eat anything, but another whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. The one who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not, and the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does, for God accepted him. God has accepted him. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To their own master, servants stand or fall, and they will stand, for the Lord is able to make them stand. One person considers one day more sacred than another. Another considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convinced in their own mind. Whoever regards one day as special does so to the Lord. Whoever eats meat does so to the Lord, for they give thanks to God. And whoever abstains does so to the Lord and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives our life ourselves alone, and none of us dies for ourselves alone. If we live, we live for the Lord. If we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Mm. For this very reason, Christ died and returned to life so that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. Mm. You then, why do you judge your brother or sister? Or why do you treat them with contempt? For we all stand before God's judgment seat. It is written, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow for me, Amen. and every tongue will acknowledge God. Amen. So then, each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. Mm-hmm. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment one on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. Mm-hmm. I'm convinced, being fully persuaded of the Lord Jesus, that nothing is unclean in itself. But if anyone regards something as unclean, then for that person it is unclean. If your brother or sister is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. Do not, by your eating, destroy someone for whom Christ died. Therefore, do not, do not let what you know is good be spoken of as evil. Mm-hmm. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and receives human approval. 
Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean, but it is wrong for a person to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble. Mm -hmm. It is better to eat meat. It's better not to eat meat or drink wine or to do anything else that will cause your brothers or sister to fall. Mm -hmm. So whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. Uh -huh. Blessed is the one who does not condemn himself by what he approves. Uh -huh. But whoever has double, <laughs> but whoever has doubts, is condemned if they eat, because their eating is not. And uh -huh. everything that does not come from faith is Amen. Amen. Oh. Guys, this is the point where it's so open for discussion. We're talking about personal convictions right now. Not biblical. We said these are an unwavering conviction about sin, righteousness, and death. They're set. Okay? But personal conviction. Where Paul, I think the last verse really says it. Is that whoever, so whoever you believe about these things, keep them to yourselves. Right? You don't get to judge someone based on your personal convictions. You and I can pass judgment based on biblical convictions. If someone is in sin, you and I get to call them out and say, you live in sin. Yeah. But if you have a personal conviction, you don't get to pass judgment. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that is so out of context. Like everyone walks around, sets their own personal conviction. Let me give you a very easy uh, example. If you use social media and he doesn't use social media, and you guys are having a conversation, you find out that he doesn't use social media, or he finds out that you use social media, and he's like, oh my god, I use social media? How could you? I'm so holy, that's me. Yeah, that's your personal conviction. Maybe you live in sin, and that's because of social media, the Lord told you to put it away. It is rooted in the three convictions, great. But the point is, the word of God says, keep it to yourself. Don't be a stumbling block. Right? Like, if it's a sin, we're not having a discussion with it. Keep it. It's, it's a conviction, okay? <laughs> but if it's not a sin, you struggle with something, you put, don't pass judgment based on it. That's not what you're supposed to do, right? Like, let's say you don't want to eat bacon. Good for you. Because I think this conversation gets had a lot in our group, right? But it's not sin. Let your brother eat bacon and freedom. <laughs> that is the most American thing I've ever heard. Eat your bacon and freedom. <laughs> Yes. Work. <laughs> the land of the free. And there are some things that maybe you feel convicted to, to fast the day five times a day. You don't get to pass, pass judgment on your brother because he doesn't feel the need to fast and pray five times a day. The word of God says keep it to yourself. You have a conviction? Keep it to yourself. And live accordingly. So when, we come, when it comes to personal convictions, because I, I hear this word being thrown out so much, and I wish we spent a longer time on this. I'm not going to. I think that's short. You have a personal conviction? Good for you. I don't need to know your personal convictions. What if you ask? I'm not asking. Okay. <laughs> zero. But like, if your personal conviction is being used to throw judgment at someone, zero. I mean, I, I would say it's okay to talk about it, but don't impose that conviction. I think it's okay to talk about it. Like, if I'm asking you to do something, and you can't do it because of your personal conviction, it's okay then for you to say, I'm sorry, but this is not, right? Mm -hmm. But for, what happens is people walk around, and they float their flag, this is my personal conviction. So what? <laughs> and I promise you, most times it is... It's so that other people in the room can either acknowledge that they're more holy or they're passing judgment. Mm -hmm. 
Do you have something to say? No, I was just going to say, I love vegan. <laughs> Good for you. Keep it to yourself. Thanks. Marshall, no But uh, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, I guess this is a question that everyone can hear. Um, so let's say you have a, a personal commission, right? And then... There's someone else that's struggling in that. Um, but then I don't want to say anything or pass judgment, but like they still ask you about it because they're still searching and seeking as far as like, you know, what's the guideline? Like, and they see that this person has changed. And since y'all are close, yeah. you can see the change. You know? yeah. So uh, they ask. Is it particularly off limits no. to go ahead and still talk about it? No, no, no. I'm saying like because, like, I don't. I know for me, I'm just going to speak from personal experience because of the personal conviction. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's it's very much for for me the way I see it. It very much helps to introduce your faith. To preach the gospel. Right. Um, rather than condemning that person or passing judgment. The way I see it is very much the prime opportunity to share the gospel. When you're asked, yeah. Right? And we're saying, like, there are... Personal, when you're asked. When, yes. And the point is, there are personal convictions where you and I are supposed to take them around and we're like, yeah. And those three <laughs> personal convictions that you are to proudly speak on, that you are to stand firmly on, is that rejection of sin is dead. It's death, it's sin, right? Like if you reject Christ Jesus, I'm sorry, did I say rejection of, oh wow. Rejection of Christ Jesus is sin, and you are dead, right? And you must be convicted of that your work amounts to nothing, but in God's eyes, you are God's righteousness because of Christ Jesus. And third one is that there is judgment, but if you're in Christ Jesus, there is glorification awaiting you. Those are personal convictions that you are to share. You want to bring someone to Christ? Tell them about how dead they are because they don't know Jesus. <laughs> tell them that there is judgment coming. But tell them there is freedom in Christ Jesus. Yeah. But doing it in love. Do it in love, whatever. <laughs> but personal convictions I'm talking about are these are these particular convictions that we have, uh-huh. right? Not it's not a, like these are not biblical convictions, right? If God is convicting your heart about sin. It goes in these three categories. If you have a conviction that goes into these boxes, stick with it, right? Like, if, if, unless it's like, because your phone makes you sin, then don't be on your phone. Keep that to yourself, but it's under sin. Do it in your own time. Like, just, like you don't have to go around judging everybody who uses phone. Right? Or like, maybe you're, you, you're, you're in this fire moment with Jesus in your relationship. You don't have to come to Sunday. Tell everybody you prayed eight times a day. It doesn't count. I don't care. But, like, I want you to know that, because you, you shouldn't bring your brother down just so that you may be seen as righteous in, in, in the sight of men. Mm-hmm. There are three convictions, and these are biblical. Everything else, they're your personal conviction. Keep them to yourself. Convictions are not given so that you may feel righteous in the sight of men. Convictions are not so that you may be fluffed up in front of people. Yeah. They are set by the Holy Spirit. 
And there are three. Sin, righteousness, and judgment. Anything outside of that, they're personal, they are to be kept in private. Question, Shadi? I'm sorry, I didn't know. No, it's okay. So, oh. I'm going, I'm just talking right now, sorry. Yeah. Not really question. Actually, maybe there's a question. Yeah. But, I'm under the impression that some of these personal convictions that you said, like, fit into the boxes. Yeah. I'm looking at Romans 14 as more like among believers where we're trying yeah. to, like, up each other. Yeah. One up somebody. But I'm, when I think personal convictions outside of, like, the house of God, in the outside world, they're going to look super different. Like, yeah. like, when we talk about conforming and then renewing, yeah. our personal convictions, when they fit into these boxes, make you very different to where you are questioned, where I feel like yeah. talking about your personal convictions are worth it. Because yeah. they do look, like, you are going to be asked about your personal convictions when they begin fitting into those boxes. Right. I think that's when you can see, like... Yeah, right? When they, they fall can, into those three yeah, they fit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I'm just, I, like, I feel like Romans 14 just sounds like when we're amongst each other, but yeah. like, on social media, I'm, I don't do social media, yeah. I don't do, and it's like... Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that, point, that yeah. on the same, to pull up Romans 14. I, I've seen both of them are, are, are saying, like, I don't think we have to distinguish whether it's within the house of God or if it's outside. I think in either case, us describing or yeah. you know, saying things about our personal conviction, yeah. in the end, it has to go back to Christ. It has to go yeah. back to our spiritual and biblical convictions. Yeah. If all we're saying is those personal convictions and they don't lead to anything, if it's a dead end, yeah. and we're just waving a flag for nothing, then all that's going to be left for them is, is condemnation. Mm -hmm. Like That's what they're going to feel. They're going to feel judgment from us. Yeah. But if we go back and say, it's not me. I'm not doing this because I do it to better myself. I do it because me doing this helps me yeah. honor God, God. and honor His people. Yeah. So that's why it's not just because I feel better and I feel I'm like at a higher level. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now read Romans 14, verse 2. One person's faith allows them to eat anything, but another whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. Right, and then read 23. Oh, Okay. Whoever has doubts is condemned if they eat because their eating is not from faith and everything that does not come from faith is sin. Yeah. So he, he is talking to people who are in faith, who are in the house of God. Right? And these convictions of eating and not eating, where is it coming from? From faith. Like Bottom said, it's not a dead end. It's coming from somewhere to honor the Lord. Yeah. But the last verse, he says, if you're doing it without faith, what does it say? But whoever doubts is condemned if they eat. Because their eating is not from faith. And everything that does not come from faith is sin. So even their conviction, one is just to flaunt and to fluff them up themselves, it's sin. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's a better one. You want to talk about it? It's not from rooted in, in, in faith. It's not in these categories. And it's not bettering anyone. You're just doing it so you may look good. It's sin. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like uh, what we've been talking about in Colossians. Um, the, I think the doubt part has to do with not believing that only Jesus, only his work is enough. It's like, oh, I see it. I see it. Okay. But I need to add my own thing. Right. I need to add, like, 
restricting what I yeah. did. I need to add like following these, mm -hmm. you know, routines. And if, if that that is done in doubt of what Christ did, it's like, oh, maybe what he did is not enough. So let me add my own thing to, to give it that little push for my salvation. And that is taking away from your faith. Yeah. And if you remember, Paul called people who taught this lesson where they said, Jesus plus Yadachon, he called them dogs, right? He called them dog, like hungry dogs. That's what people are. Like if you're, if you're like, so like you have Jesus and faith, you are safe, but you must also not eat this. You must also not, you are, you are a hungry dog who's adding stuff to their thing. So I think conviction is a important conversation to have, especially people in your age. Um, around this age is when you start setting convictions. I just want to make sure they're all biblical. Mm -hmm. Remember that convictions are three, and they are what? Sin, righteousness, and judgment. Who sets our conviction? The Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. We're going to add two points, and then I'll be done. Yeah. So, reading Romans 14, what we're saying, all good, all good. I agree 100% with what we're saying. Wait, what? Shadi Sabi. Um, I do, I agree with what everyone is saying. This is very true, right? We yeah. need to not flaunt our personal conviction, okay? It's not supposed to be prideful. It's supposed to be something that brings you closer to God, right? Yeah. I also, hmm, I wanted to highlight verse 15, and it says this. And if another believer is distressed by what you eat, you are not acting in love if you eat it. Don't let your eating ruin someone else for whom Christ died. To highlight this part, it, let's use the situation, the vegetables and the meat. You're a believer, your, your brother, your sister. They have a certain conviction just to eat vegetables. And you're like, well, I can eat anything I want. I can eat bacon, I can eat a steak, you know, I'm going to make myself a good, nice, low meat, whatever, right? But if you're near that believer that has that strong conviction to eat vegetables, and if that believer sees you eating that meat, and it messes up their view of Christ, it messes up their relationship with Christ, you're not acting in love. Mm -hmm. You can set down the meat for one meal you're eating with your friend and just eat vegetables. Yeah. So I do believe that conviction, personal <laughs> conviction, should not be imposed on others. I do believe that personal conviction should not be imposed on others, but if that personal conviction were to be shattered in front of that person and ruin that relationship with Christ, for them, you are not acting in You're going backwards. I need to move. I need to figure out where it is. A really practical example is like Orthodox people, they go through this fast, right? Everyone, Orthodox have their fast. You guys remember, they're vegans for a season, right? Let's say I go out to eat with one of my friends, and 